You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast today. Um, the subject today, I think, is on uh, the difference between pills and transdermal, but also detoxification and how that works. Um, so we're trying to um, realize, basically, we're realizing now that about the truth is about 1% of the reality. I mean, it's not a big, huge percentage. I mean, you might go as high as 10%, but in a given grocery store, in a given place, the true, the, the good things that can really help you, and there are a very small percentage of things, there are a handful of items that actually have true vitamins in them and, and can bring you health through the vitamin component, not through just like supplements, but what they have as a nutrient density, like a profile. And so these types of things are very hard to find. And they were sacred foods by a lot of cultures. But what we're trying to address here is that this is the same with this argument of how the transdermal works as far as detoxification in the body, like the transdermal magnesium. um, Because The key premise is that without enough abundance of um, this input, then you cannot detoxify. So the magnesium is used up through the detoxification process. And so you need an abundance to be able to detoxify, not just address the base needs of the body, which is like the muscles and bones and nerves and all the things that magnesium contributes to structurally, and even what it does at the viscosity level through those Um, structures, which is also another factor, like an active factor and a passive factor, I guess you could say, or a short-term and long-term, the long-term being structural, build out uh, more flexible tissues uh, throughout the whole system. Also, not only flexible, but more robust. You know, minerals well scattered throughout the tissue creates a very well-distributed executive and less you know, need to call the police, the, the immune system all the time because the, the tissue itself is not inflammatory. And so it gets inflammatory when things take the place of magnesium or the proteins are weak, you know, soy and whatever, you know, we eat, you know, veganism or we eat sugar and that turns into our protein, like carbs become our protein builder in our body instead of like, you know, t- true proteins and fats from animal foods. And so we end up getting like these weaker structures, which is fine, I guess, if you're, you know, Gandhi and you're 60 and you're you're going for something that's just completely vegan at the end of your life, or actually he was vegetarian. But then you also have to realize he lost most of his teeth by that age, or at least half of his teeth by 60. So there is consequences. And I'm not saying that, you know, for example, in the case of Gandhi, that it wasn't worth it what he sacrificed because he had another mission. So in that sense, we get it. But what I'm saying is, is that for a mass movement, this is dangerous. And so um, learning how this all ties into the first thing we said about truth and about how hard it is to find the truth, you'll also realize that in this huge world full of magnesium pills, that the truth is not there because it's too available. And it's sad to say that, but anything that's the big buzz that's all going around and it's, you know, is not it. It's not it. Anything that's difficult to approach and understand and takes a little secondary effort and you have to kind of like slowly integrate, that's more closer to what we would call true because you had to do some changes. You had to do some work. You had to reverse some positions. You had to pass through humility. You had to hit a bottom, whatever it was, to turn around the way we're thinking because the programming is all going one direction. 
So to stop that programming, you got to hit that 1% reverse. And that's not ha- that's in every field. So when you started opening this up with food or you opened up with medical or whatever got you into thinking differently and you found this podcast, you have to realize that you're just at the beginning of the 1% in everything, like everything you've been told. Like all of the stuff has has rectifications running through it that need to be there. And so that's the big, I guess you could say apocalypse or whatever, where you just start going, oh, the, I'm realizing that everything we were told was kind of like backwards or at least needed some severe editing. And so um, this is one of them, you know, how the body detoxifies using magnesium. We know that in the phase one detoxification that the cytochrome P450, which is that big piece of that first phase of detoxification, which has hydrolysis and reduction and, and uh, you know, all of these um, trying to basically either chemically soak or enhance or do something to break down the first stage of of the molecule to help break down the toxin or whatever. And then we move into the second phase, which is more sulfur, um, I guess you could say based, uh, glutathion and, and um, using the sulfur compound to allow that to attach to these weaker or once broken down in phase one um, um, toxins and then attach those to bring them out through the bile and then that through um through the stool, um, the bile also being composed of cholesterol and other things like, and that's why we can't forget the notion that butter is a medicine. It's not just a food. So some of these daily items are just not so innocent as we think, especially if we have high quality of those items, which I, you know, I go out of my way once a month to get imported butters from a market in town. And, you know, everybody should be on that kick. Butter should be a high level seeking, you know. Um, and so, um, you know, from France, the Isigny region, from Germany, Alpine butter. Sometimes you find this at Whole Foods and, and other specialty markets, Lithuanian shops. Um, there's a lot of ways you can get feed ins to these different types of butters on better soil. Then the American soil, unfortunately, there can be some good American butters. The best I've found are in Amish farms. Um, so, yeah. You have to take a look around and, and figure out where you can get it. So, um, so yes, the magnesium also, of course, displaces metals. So it displaces heavy metals. And these are part of the big toxification. This is part of the reason we're detoxing. I mean, even the Romans used bittern, which is created from salt production. You have this bitter salt that's a part of the byproduct. That byproduct is actually very valuable for detoxification of the water supply. Uh, it pulls out molybdenum, molybdenum, I think it's called. Um, um, what's the other? Like mercury, um, arsenic. Um, there's another. Oh, I'm missing it. Aluminum. Yeah, there you go. Um, aluminum and other um, chemicals it, uh, and metals. It pulls them out of the water. This is what they used it for in Roman times. So we're coming back to this old wisdom of what it does in the body as well. Um, you know, a lot of these, most of the brands you get in America, they're not, they're solvent treated. They don't look like you could never tell, but they're solvent treated. I mean, you could tell if you did an analysis on them, um, you'd find like solvent fractions all throughout the product because they have to solvent treat and these are not perfectly removed at all. And so they remain, they also change the molecular structure, not at the typical scientist level, but at the level deeper science, quantum physics. Yes, they have they they change the structure of the mechanics, the water mechanics, and other mechanics running through the structure. 
um, through the solvent treatment, which is almost a no-brainer. Like you have to wait for a study to figure out that if you throw a bunch of chemicals on some substrate and then pull those chemicals out, that you didn't affect that, that molecule in any way. <clears throat> we have to be less naive than that <clears throat> um, and not be so, ah, uh, you know, punching someone's not abuse. Or if someone says something to someone that's negative, there's no abuse there either. You know, we have like these strange definitions of what, you know, and, and really, you know, we have to realize that there, a lot of things can be considered abusive, even if they're just like a word is spoken. And I'm not saying that we need to be, you know, afraid of words and become like that type of society. We can handle it. But <clears throat> we also know that in our personal world, that these things are, you know, things can have a drastic effect on people. And so they can also do it at the molecular level. There can be changes that are done where the, the molecule is less active, less vibrant, less able to bond and conjugate, less able to hold up over time. Lots of things can happen. <clears throat> so be careful because the, one of the things that they use to treat, one of the solvents that they use to treat magnesium and separate it from brines and things like that found in nature is they use a dioxan, <clears throat> 1.4 dioxan, which is like, you know, it's kind of a well-known endocrine disruptor and just, you know, forever chemical that just never disappears. And so these solvents are apparently, you know, either dehydrated or, or, or they've, they're chemically washed, I mean, out or whatever. And so they're, they're not a problem, right? No. And so we want to stay away from all that. We have a natural state product that's never been touched by any chemical. It just melts in contact with the the water or the stone does and the only way to pull that off is you need a clear stone so you have to find it so that's why they call it white gold underneath Holland and it always has to have the label the Zechstein inside label on the bottle in order for it to be official and always in glass <clears throat> so anyway this is uh, the detoxification podcast on just that little small area of how magnesium feeds into those it's the biggest cofactor it's one of the biggest cofactors in the p450 um um, uh, what, P450 cytochrome? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, and it's the biggest cofactor. So it's needed. The, these eat that up. The, this is part of how that works, that function, those cytochromes. And so um, it's pulling the, the stuff out. You know, the metals help pull out the metals. And, and so not only metals, but lots of other types of acids and products and aging products and, you know, like um, endocrine disruptors as well, like plastics and things like that in the body. And that comes out through sweat glands. So know how to find the way to get this stuff out because you can't always stop it from coming in. You can if you're smart to some level, but you need to know how to get it out, period, um, because these things come out daily and the body's always trying to detoxify. We, we listen to some lies about the fact that detoxification is just some small corner of the health world. It's a very small thing. Don't And some of it's even just a myth. But the truth is that what they don't want you to see, once again, the 1%, ready? reverse that. The truth is it's 99% of what we're doing at all moments in our life is detoxifying. We're trying to get out things at all times from hair to stool to sweat. The body's in a permanent state of detoxification if it has the magnesium and other things it needs to do so. So don't let them lie to you and figure it out, though hopefully not the hard way, but learn from the wisdom you can from our ancestors and then bring it forward and modernize it. That's what we're trying to do here at the Heart of Tradition. We take the old traditions and we bring them back up to the modern times because that's what the heart of the traditions is. It's the that wisdom underneath. It's not just the tradition. Traditions may die. They may fade. They may be less <clears throat> needed at a certain time. You know, the world changes. But the heart of those traditions is always there. 
So come check us out at theheartoftradition.com.